Susan B. Anthony and her followers have won for women the right to vote. It seems to me that bitch isn't a word. It's a moment, an experience. She successfully spanned the Atlantic from Newfoundland to Londonderry, Ireland. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Say what? Bitch, bitch, bitch. Already unique. Well, hello there, all you shiny, happy people. Welcome to Bitchery, the podcast about badass women in history who have been Ron DeSantis out of the history books. I'm Kelly McLean. I'm Smarty Pants Lisa. Kelly makes me say that. On behalf of the Alphabet Mafia, uh, LGBTQIA, whatever calculus thing we're doing today uh folks in the southern states and especially florida in the spirit of inclusivity i'm not calling you dumb fuckistan today i just like to say gay 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 gay. and also i love that song you just referenced oh gay 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 uh shiny happy people so funny story gay 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 um would you like to hear the funny story gay sounds gay i'm in yes okay all right. Well, the story isn't gay, but tangentially, uh, tangentially. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I said that because it just felt ironic. Like I don't feel shiny or happy, um, but that's just you know me since about age twelve. Anyway, um, you know, life is depressing and fucked up, especially in this country. And there's still Kardashians, Kardashianing. So that phrase came to mind, and then I looked up the meaning of that song because it's just too bubblegummy to not have some deeper REM meaning, and I was correct. The song was 1,000% ironic. It is a reference to the Tiananmen Square uprising in China in 1989 where the Chinese government killed thousands of protesters. I don't even think they know how many. I saw a a statistic that said up to 10,000. I was like, holy shit. I was in high school, so my head was up my ass at that time, but holy shit. Anyway, the phrase shiny happy people is a phrase from the Chinese propaganda posters of that time. Uh, So it seems sort of apropos for today's topic and the U.S. and all the propaganda and just civil rights fights in general. Yeah, I had no idea. I'd never heard that number before, but yeah, that was, it was horrendous. I was in college and yeah. uh, there were some Chinese exchange students that I went to school with that were, you know, traumatized yeah. by that. Um, even of course. Though they were in the States. They didn't know what was happening to their families or anything. Uh, shout out to the tank man. They never did find out what happened to him or who he was or even, and, you know, really oh for my gosh, people, you know, forever who are protesting for human rights. And I say gay. All caps. Gay, gay, gay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I hate to juxtapose the next phrase with that phrase, but it's also appropriate. Happy Pride Month, as we've said. Um, be strong, do good, stay alive, like do the buddy system or whatever. But um, it's crazy, crazy place, this country right now. So, yeah. And on that note, what is today's bitchery lesson, Professor Lisa? <laughs> well, uh, it's June, so we can't let that go by without talking about pride. So happy pride to all of you. Gay, um, gay, gay. On a side note and on a personal note, uh, I need to roller skate. I need to learn how to roller skate stats. So if any of you have any <laughs> hints for that, let me know. For some reason, I felt like I could say, like, yeah, I'll go to the pride skate with you. 
because uh, mm-hmm. I was comfortable on skates. And then I tried to skate, and I... <laughs> I'm not very your, good at skating 50 years your later. Your life flashed before your eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anybody has any helpful hints? I need to learn pretty much. Sorry, my phone's ringing. Um, it's probably Ron DeSantis. Um, and <laughs> he, yeah. So I need to learn how to skate. So if you have any of those, we're doing that. But first I was uh, we, like, wait, is roller skating like a lesbian thing? Is that like, what is that? And then uh, pride skate. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's called, it's called the rainbow roll. Oh, that's so cute. if you're at the rainbow roll and you see me on the floor, pick me up. Um, yeah, I tried it. I tried it years ago when my kids were little and at a skating party. And I used to be freaking killer on skates. Backwards. Yes, me too. To be able to do that one legged thing and like all kinds of shit. Um, yeah, no, I saw the white light and I was like, I'm just going to go sit down. <laughs> I didn't think that would happen. I've ridden a bike recently and it wasn't like I got on the bike and was like, I've never done this before in my life. Yeah, I got on skates and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I could get I couldn't even get off the carpet it was it, it was that sad very scary yeah I'm with so, you so yeah I have until next Friday to learn how to skate <laughs> why don't they make like little um three wheel skates so that you have like a triangle it still would be wheels <laughs> on your feet it would still be bad never mind I know I I'm thinking I can get like maybe a walker like rent a walker and that's what they up. do for the little kids like, you should <laughs> I'm going to. I don't. I may not have another choice sure. if I want to live through the whole thing. Rainbow streamers. Oh my god, that's a great idea. <laughs> my skates are very cool though. They have like little rainbow white light up wheels. So, yeah, I want to learn how to skate, but yeah, I got to do it in a week. So we'll see what happens. I've watched I, some I've, videos. Listen, I vote for the Walker thing because I relate so much to needing one. And like I said, you could do rainbow streamers. You could have a basket, and then you could put fun things in the basket, like. <laughs> I don't know, nipple tassels or candies or glitter or, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that's the way to go, personally. Spray paint it all glittery? I think I, I, yeah, I might have to do it. Okay, dogs are weighing in on that subject. Um, but it is Pride Month, so we have two Pride stories. Uh, and unfortunately, I mean, Pride is such a happy, fun, glittery time, but some of the stories that got us here are not so fun and glittery. Uh, so, you know, we're not trying to be a bummer. We want you to have fun at Pride, but, uh, today we're talking about the fight for marriage equality. Hang on. Let me mute while I screw my dog. Just one second, please. <laughs> the dog is just saying okay. gay. The dog is just saying gay. That's it's all like it gay, is. Gay, gay. Uh, they're honorary gays. <laughs> they have their little rainbow, uh, bandanas on. Aw, that's cute. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to being educated by Dr. Lisa Gay. I will be here um, cheering you on as the ally I attempt to be most of the time and no doubt adding my two cents here and there, which may or may not add anything. But as a straight white woman, this is sort of my chance to just shut the fuck up and listen. Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene, I'm looking at you and just say what you want to say about this. Um, I think most straight people and a lot of young people, most young people (laughs) don't understand what the big deal is. So. Well, I, I, sometimes I think it's good that they don't understand what the big deal is because they're just like, people are gay. They're just living their lives. Yeah. It's like everybody just do them and let's move on. So that's good. But I do have to say during whenever prop eight was happening and all that stuff, um, yeah. It was really the allies that sort of got that thing through. Because, I mean, y'all were pissed. And <laughs> I you know, Prop 8 literally, 
But I remember pulling up to a stoplight with a, and I was driving and I was in the car with my straight friend and there were, you know, Prop 8 protesters about, you know, marriage is a man and a woman, you know, this and that. And she's over the window like, fuck you. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Prop 8 was kind of the last straw on the camel's back in my marriage. Um, I came home one day and there was a yes on Prop 8 sign in my yard. And I was like, all right, that's it. I'm done with this person. Because a lot of shit had happened, but that was just kind of it for me because it was a definite fuck you, not just to me, but to some of my friends. And, uh, yeah. And it was, that one was hard to stomach because it was California, and we th- sort of right? think that. Like, if it happens in Kentucky, we're like, okay, of course it's happening in Kentucky. But yeah, exactly. when it happened in California, it really was kind of a punch in the gut. Yeah. So good on all you California voters for, you know, shutting that shit down. Good. I'm glad we could do something right once in a while. <laughs> so, all right. Well, um, first we should do some housekeeping. Um, please follow and subscribe to this podcast and the other Bitch Power pods under House of Bleep on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're already listening under House of Bleep, then thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we have a brand new baby Patreon under House of Bleep if you care to go look that up. Um, or you can support us by going to anchor.fm forward slash bitchstory. And there's a button that says support. And you can click on that and do like a recurring or a single donation. And finally, you can email us at Lisa's favorite email address. Hey, bitches at bitchstory.net. I did a little tiny drum roll. Um, <laughs> all right, Senator Smarty Pants, the floor is yours. Ooh, I'm a doctor. I'm a senator. Pride Month is rad. <laughs> And also gay. Yay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to talk about, we talk about badass bitches and some, we have some like uh, badass dudes in here too, because um, this is all about the fight for marriage equality. And so it's been 14 years now and I would like to not be talking about marriage equality because it would just be so boring. Like, why would we talk about where, you know, whatever. Right. But um, so it was 14 years ago, people were telling us that, you know, if they allowed gays to get married, that that would lead to people marrying goats, marrying their cats, uh, and rampant pedophilia. I would never marry my cats. They're all <laughs> very toxic, passive aggressive. It's, that's just ridiculous. But I've had a lot of relationships like that. But anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, it's, but now 14 years later, um, you know, they're pulling things out of Target because imagine being so triggered by a, a pair of rainbow socks that you threaten a teenager awesome. at their part time job. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good yeah. times in capitalistic yeah. America. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, T-shirts and socks with rainbows are going to make people trans. That's the new thing. Um, and honestly, I have to say that I really think that they quit going after I mean they haven't really quit going after gay marriage if they get their chance at the Supreme Court I think they're gonna they'll, they'll go after it again um mm-hmm. but there are a lot of you know there they're was busy a, in our uteruses right now though so yeah they're busy you know policing uteruses um but they're also realize there's a lot more people who are who identify queer they're maybe not gay maybe they're in a straight relationship maybe they, or people who just have gay friends i refer i refuse to believe that pretty much anybody doesn't at least know one gay person that they're right am i okay with right um, okay. <laughs> and so you know i don't think I, I think they've like oh we better shut up about the gays because a they have money b they vote c they never shut up uh ask chick-fil-a 
And so, you know, let's start going after the trans people because trans, you know, they're a much smaller part of the population. Yeah. There's even a lot of people in the gay community who aren't particularly educated about um, transgender issues yeah. or interested yeah. in them. Uh, the patriarchy exists not only in cis white straight culture, but it exists in the gay culture as well. Yeah, I saw that myself um, in the 90s. Yeah. And so, you know, but anyway, so today we're going to talk about a lady who um, was sort of used as the, you know, kind of the face of the gay marriage argument. It sort of encompassed a lot of things. And, you know, a lot of times on this show, we talk about this amazing life with all these accomplishments and all this stuff. She's just a normal lady. We couldn't really find yeah. too much about her life because she was just trying to live her life in love with another woman and just do the things we're all trying to do. Just make yeah. a living and have a good life, you know. So uh, we'll get to her later. But we're just I'm just going to go over some very brief uh, points about the um path to marriage equality brief you guys should see the notes she's gonna become an actual paralegal after the show i know it's only it's 50 amazing pages. it's only 50 pages um <laughs> so i mean the way that 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 you know laws change is that they try they get argued before courts and they try to find legal precedents of other things and sometimes why it's so hard for things like gay marriage to get changed is because it wasn't such a norm or such an open thing back when laws were made. It's the same thing that's sort of happening with gun rights. You know, I mean, a lot of times they're just saying shall not be infringed. First of all, we're living on a frontier. We never know who's going to invade. Like, you know, it's a little bit different. Nobody had, right. a, you know, people were fighting with muskets. Um, there was still, you know, whatever. So it just, it's the same thing. It's just, it's hard to find legal precedents. So um, really a lot of people think like the, the road to gay marriage started in the nineties and Really, it started in, in like in earnest then, but it started a long time before that. I mean, and they used a lot of precedences literally from sl from slavery time to shoot it down. Uh, mm -hmm. Starting in 1940s, people started petitioning for same-sex marriage licenses that got shot down. Uh, the first time it was um, taken to the Supreme Court was in uh, the 70s. So on May 18, 1970... Richard Baker and James Michael McConnell, who were students at the University of Minnesota, applied for a marriage license in uh, Hennepin County, Minnesota. They're obviously, after a lot of pearl clutching, were denied, mm. uh, and they sued for discrimination. Uh, they said that they were they were only denied because they were both men, and that was discrimination. So um, they took all they took their argument to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court didn't even hear they didn't even want to hear the argument. They said there was no federal question there, and it was the appeal was dismissed, dismissed for want of federal question. Um, so, you know, they're sort of like, you know, just like, well, they weren't even going to hear it. So, you know, during the 80s, all these things happened. You know, the AIDS ec epidemic happened, and a lot of people um, were who were lifelong partners. You know, they were together 10, 15, 20 years. Their, par their partners in the, in the hospital dying of AIDS, and they can't get in because um, they're not quote-unquote family according to the person's blood family they won't let them in so sad um they've lived in a house with this person for the past 15 years and suddenly the person dies and here comes their relatives to scoop up all their property things like that yeah um and so these kinds of things led to um workarounds also known as separate but equal bullshit yeah um and so the hospital visit thing they finally in 2000 2011 took took all the way until then. 
um, to pass a law saying that patients could decide for themselves who had visitation rights. And really, like in the early 2000s, they started um, trying to be like, you can do these things, too. You just have to be prepared a little more. You just have to do a little extra paperwork. It's no big deal. <laughs> you know, so, you know, fuck you and all your, um, you know, unlimited legal funding, I guess. Um, but, <laughs> you know. You know, so it's just like you had to file out extra paperwork. So if you end up in the hospital suddenly with an aneurysm, I don't know when you're supposed to tell people, I want this person to come visit me. But, yeah. you know, you could file a paper that, you know, hopefully your partner knows where it is and can bring it and, you know, whatever. Right. Instead of just doing what other people do and just go in and see the person. But mm-hmm. so there were, there were hospital visits. Um, and then starting in like the late 80s, in 1989, Denmark was the first country to legalize what they call civil unions. And civil unions are basically granted uh, rights to same-sex couples, the same rights as married couples has, rights, you know, property rights, um, health, you know, right to be on health, their health care, um, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So it was kind of the same. However, it was left to like each state by state to decide whether they wanted to legalize civil unions or not. So... You know, if you got married, if you got married in California and then your job took you to Georgia, you're just SOL. You know, you you couldn't get on your partner's insurance. You couldn't, you know, same kind of thing. Um, So basically. This thing, this thing really got decided on three basic um, issues, I think. First one is taxes. Second one is property rights. And the third one is um, children's adoption, custody and adoption, that kind of thing. And so the case that actually finally, you know, got rid of the Defense of Marriage Act, which was ridiculous. The Defense of Marriage Act basically um, was put in place when W was in office and he thought marriage was between a man and a woman, period. And no so they were arguing basically that, no, it, did, it doesn't say anywhere in the law that it has to be man and woman. And this called their people are called spouses. So they were arguing the definition of marriage. And arguing the de- definition of spouse. Does a spouse does has to be a person of the opposite sex? So they, they're sort of arguing those definitions. The whole concept, if I may just interject, yes. Squire. The whole concept is so weird. Like, why the fuck does anyone care if two people want to get married? I get on the tax breaks. They shouldn't get tax breaks. Well, we give more tax breaks to a fucking business entity, a corporation, than we do to the average American. So if you have a couple who is married and functioning well and happy and thriving and paying their fucking taxes, what the fuck do you care if they get a whatever tax credit rebate cut, whatever? Like, right. let, let alone... Why do you care what is happening inside someone's home as long as people are not hurt? You know, like right. If everybody's of age and it's consensual, get it. It's your I don't. I don't get it. And this goes back so 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 far. And uh, it's just weird. It's just I don't I don't understand why anybody gives a shit what other people do with their personal lives. You know. It also gets weirder because this is supposed to be the party of small government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're small government, why do you care what I'm doing with my uterus? That's the first thing. Why do you care what, what I'm doing in my bedroom? Who I'm married to? What's going to? on now? 
who I leave my house to when I die or who comes see me in the hospital if I happen to get sick. Like, why yeah, is and that a thing? Why do, why does that need to be policed? Yeah, I, uh, right. it's just bizarre. And it's what's going on now. Like, oh, how's that small government thing going for you? I'm sorry. Could you move a little to the left? You're tickling my right ovary. I mean, <laughs> get I the fuck out of here. Literally. I know. Well, and I, I mean, I would argue that they really don't care about what I'm doing in my bedroom. They're just no. doing that because they are trying to pick people's pockets. And this is the only way that, you know, gays are scary. They're grooming your children. They're this, they're that. And well, they're also distracting and detracting from other things like, oh, I don't know, the world's falling apart and climate change and oh i don't know the absolute depraved corruption of our fucking government as a whole right over there so yeah i I mean i don't think that they care at all i mean there's there was that the senator i think it was i I can't remember his name but his son is gay he's a republican senator Mm -hmm. he went to vote against you know gay marriage and then officiated at his son's marriage also so, I mean, you know, it's like, I don't think he, I really don't think anybody gives a shit if, you know, what is happening. It's just that they use that to scare their base because they don't have any platform. I mean, it's just basically That's like, our, our, basically our platform is to give corporations tax breaks. That's pretty much dead on. That's so, right. I mean, they can't really say anything like that. So it's basically like, um, you know, immigrants are bringing fentanyl to drug your kids or homosexuals are trying to groom your kids. We're protecting the great American values that this country was founded on, like owning people and oppressing people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that voice was. (laughs) Well, and I don't understand, like you said, like why does, I mean, I don't know why anybody cares, but I don't understand why also, you know, I hate to keep being on Kentucky. Sorry, Kentucky. But uh, they, they you've been it. on the very, very bottom of healthcare, of um, education, standard of living, um, you know, median income for I don't know how many years. And you're still, you know, voting for McConnell, owning the libs, um, you know, listening to you're not anywhere near the border, but you're still listening to, you know, all this bullshit about the fentanyl, about the gangs of terrorists that are coming over the border unchecked whatever and it's like and you do you listen to that shit meanwhile in your day-to-day life your kid doesn't have health care your teeth are rotting out of your head mm-hmm. um you know i don't know i don't get it but anyway it works yeah. but it works if it didn't work they wouldn't be doing it they get a black that's right company. and so you know they're using things um you know like the defense of marriage act <laughs> they use a precedent from an 18 1885 case to win that argument yeah and basically and they use like dread scott freaking dread scott this is you know this is a slavery civil civil war time court case right right um you know and dread scott was lost because you know dread scott was a black man who lived in illinois and he lived in wisconsin where slavery was illegal so he was trying to basically say he should be free as well as his family because he was a citizen of those states. Mm-hmm. And th- then they're just like, oh, states' rights. Back then it was just like, no, nope, we're not giving any states' rights. Now it's like, oh, states should have rights because, you know, it benefits them now, right? But yeah. so, and then the polygamy case was basically um, 
they wanted to change. He was changing the def the same question. He's what's the definition of a family? What's the definition of a spouse? Does it only, it doesn't say it only has to be one spouse. Um, you know, that kind of thing. So they said, and I invite anybody who, you know, is interested in this thing to go to Wikipedia, go to Wikipedia and read, we can put the link in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but about, and I'll go through very briefly the cases that went through it, but re- after gay marriage, um, you know, was legalized uh, in 2015, the statements of dissent made mm-hmm. by the justices. And I mean, if, and if that doesn't say like completely um, discriminatory, um, fear mongering and um, just basically trying to be, trying to push your evangelical values on others. Like, I don't know what, I mean, they're using words like, you know, traditional, traditionally accepted, universally accepted views. And it's just like universally, that just means your views. Right. And, you know, and all the people that, you know, and they're just like, you know, I don't want you to put it in my face. And that means I like it better when you're invisible and I can pretend you didn't exist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, but anyway, so you know, there were some workarounds around the hospitals and then around the civil unions. It was basically like, okay, you have to have pretty much an ironclad will spend a fortune mm-hmm. on legal bills to say exactly where you where you want your property to go. Um, right, right. God forbid you died at, you know, at 30 unexpectedly with no paperwork. Um, so it's just basically the, the workaround was like, you know, make lawyers rich, I guess. But finally, this case got, it was um, Oberfell versus Hodges, which was argued uh, April 12th, 2015. And it was decided on 626, 2015. And it was actually a consolidation of six lower cases. And they all sort of had to do with property rights um, and kids, you know, kids uh, adoption and custody and Mm -hmm. things like that. Right. But so the first one, and then, so there was a couple different. There's one in Michigan that was DeBoer versus Schneider. Uh, they were a female couple. They had three kids, three foster kids, and Michigan allowed um, adoption only by single people or married couples, and they had a civil union, which made them ineligible to adopt kids. However, same-sex marriage was also banned in Michigan. So they couldn't be, they could no longer be single people unless they wanted to get divorced or ununioned. I don't know what that means. Um, Ununioned. Yes, they couldn't couldn't get married because it was banned in Michigan. Um, So, you know, if they wanted to go back to being single people or whatever. So, um, you know, they sued because they said that was unconstitutional. So the judge ruled for the plaintiffs and they concluded without some overriding legitimate interest, the state cannot use its domestic relations authority to legislate uh, families out of existence. And so that was the first case. Um, The second case was in Ohio and it was Oberfell versus Kasich. Um, And so there was two gentlemen, John Arthur and, um, What's his name? I can't remember. James Oberfell. Yeah. John Arthur and James Oberfell went to Maryland to get married. Where Mar- And they lived in Ohio, but they went to Maryland to get married where it was legal. Um, and unfortunately, John Arthur was also terminally ill at that time. And he was suffering from ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And he wanted the Ohio registrar to identify the other partner as a surviving spouse on his death certificate. Because bas- basically for all the things that you wa- always would want that for your property, for your, you know, whatever. 
and and he wanted them to base it on their marriage in in Maryland. In Maryland. But the registrar agreed that discriminating against uh, same-sex marriage couple was unconstitutional. And so it went to district court, and Timothy Black, the judge, granted the couple's motion, temporarily restraining the Ohio registrar from accepting any death certificate unless it recorded the deceased status death as married and his partner as surviving spouse. Because this is exactly what the fuck you want to be doing when you're dying of LS. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. a terrible disease, but that's beside yeah. the point. Um, during the same time, um, there were several other couples who, um, were going through this kind of the same thing where they had, um, kids that were, and somehow, sometimes you were not, if you were a same sex couple, you couldn't adopt kids. And then you moved to another state. So you adopted them in one state and then you went to another state and, you know, they weren't recognized it or whatever legal bills and a lot of, yeah. you know, taking away from your regular life to meet with a lawyer. Which, yeah. you know, always, <laughs> always a good time. Yes. Um, and so in the other case that was, it was called uh, Henry versus Womislo, I think is how you say it. And there was a lot of different couples involved in that too, but it was basically um, a lot of these were like military couples as well. Uh, and some of them were, um, you know, had, had kids with surrogates and then some, you know, had adopted kids. Um, but it was just basically that, you know, when you're in the, I don't have to tell you that when you're in the military, you sometimes get moved somewhere you don't right. want to move to. Um, and they were suing basically because they wanted their kids, the other, the other parent listed on the kid's birth certificate. Some states they would, and some states it said mother and father. And in some states it said parent one and parent two. So parent Good one grief. and parent two, you could put, you know, whoever on there. But you're not the father if you're another woman. You're not the mother if you're another man. So, um, you know, they sued for that. And they're also basically suing on the basis that the Department of Defense recognized their marriage as far as benefits go, as far as their kids. And, is you know, if your, your name's not on the birth certificate, can the kids get on your benefits? Um, you know, so how do you basically choose that? Wow. Um, you know, so... Anyway, so those are all the cases that eventually went to the Supreme Court and, you know, strangely narrowly passed uh, in 2015. Um, but um, the late the people that we're talking about today, um, you know, like I said, they kind of got put on the as the face of a culmination of all these issues. Two ladies that who who lived their lives together since the 70s. And this was already, you know, 2000, what was it, 12, I think, when this happened. So, turn it over yeah. to you. Well, Edith was, first of all, I'll talk about where, when she was born. She was born in 1929, and she passed away in 2017. She was an American um, LGBT. They didn't have as many letters and symbols at that time. <laughs> um, <laughs> activist. Um, and she worked at IBM. So she was a smart lady. Um, she was the lead plaintiff in the 20, oh, 2013 case of United States um, v. Windsor, um, which overturned Section 3 of the DOMA, Defense of Marriage Act, and it was considered a landmark victory for the same-sex marriage movement in the United States. The Obama administration, yay, and federal agencies extended rights, privileges, and benefits to married same-sex couples because of the decision. So, 
yeah, it was a big turning point. Um, she was born in Philly. Love a Philly girl. Um, <laughs> she was, uh, oh, her parents were Russian Jewish immigrants. I'm like, what? Um, <laughs> and um, her family suffered during the Great Depression. Her father lost both of his candy and ice cream stores and their home because of that. Um, she experienced um, anti-Semitism and other assholery. And she dated boys her age, but she later recalled having crushes on girls. She got a bachelor's degree. And like you said, she was just sort of like a normal person, albeit much better at math than the average person. <laughs> she <laughs> spent two semesters um, studying applied mathematics at Harvard. So, OK, maybe a little above average. Um, <laughs> so she worked in the math department at the University of New York, entering math into the UNIVAC. We talked about that big old thing at one point, I think. No. Um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out, do we need to talk about her brother? Um, she met... Thea Spire, who was an Amsterdam-born psychologist. Oh, my God, these two are a brainy couple. Um, and they met in Portofino. Oh, sorry, at Portofino, not in the city of. It's a restaurant in Greenwich Village. <laughs> I thought they met in Italy. <laughs> uh, when they originally met, they were both in other relationships. Um, and so they kind of saw each other at events and whatnot over two years. But in 1965, they began dating each other and they had to keep it a secret from all their coworkers. Um, Windsor, or should we call her Edith? Edith um, invented a relationship with Spire's fictional brother, Willie, who was actually a childhood doll. <laughs> <laughs> to explain the phone calls to the office. Um, but in 1967, Spire asked Windsor to marry her, and it wasn't legal anywhere in the United States, fearing that a traditional engagement ring might expose their sexual orientation. They, She proposed with a circular diamond pen. My God, the struggle, man. It just makes me yeah. sad. Um, six months after they got engaged, they moved in together. Um, in 68, they purchased a house. Um, fast forwarding through some of this stuff. In 77, Spire was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, um, which is horrible. In 1993, they entered into a domestic partnership in New York. Um, registering, registering on the first available day, they were issued certificate number 80. Well, that's sort of anticlimactic. They should be certificate number one. <laughs> anyway, Spire had a heart attack in 2002, and she had some more health issues. And um, New York had not legalized same-sex marriage, so they opted to marry in Toronto, Canada in 2007 with Canada's first openly gay judge. I love Canada. Justice Harvey Brownstone. That is a very interesting name. <laughs> <laughs> RV Brownstone sounds like a cartoon character. Um, <laughs> um, Spire died from her um, 
various health conditions. And after her death, Windsor was hospitalized with cardiomyopathy brought on by stress, or sometimes called a broken heart. Um, on September 2016, Windsor remarried Judith Kaysen in New York. Um, she was 87 and Kaysen was 51. Damn girl, robbed <laughs> a 51 year old cradle. <laughs> uh, she wrote a memoir called A Wild and Precious Life. Uh, the writing was begun before Windsor's death in 2017 was completed by her co-author, Joshua Lyon, um, and released on audiobook. I might have to check that out. Anyway, in 1969, Windsor and Spire returned from a vacation in Italy. Well, they did go to Italy. What the fuck? To discover <laughs> the Stonewall riots had begun the night before. In the following years, the couple publicly participated in LGBT marches and events. They also lent their Cadillac convertible to <laughs> the LGBT orgs, I guess, for parades. That's a funny uh, factoid. Um, <laughs> she left IBM in 1975 and she increased her involvement with um, activism. Um, she volunteered for the Gay and Lesbian Advocates and Defenders. Glad. I was like, I know this stands for something. The East End Gay Organization. When Spire died in 2009, Windsor became the ex executor of Spire's estate via a revocable trust. Windsor was required to pay $363,000 and change in federal estate taxes on her inheritance of her wife's estate. Had federal law recognized the validity of their marriage, she would have qualified for an unlimited spousal deduction and paid no federal estate taxes. So that fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. She sought to claim the federal uh, estate tax exemption for surviving spouses, but she was barred by doing so by Section 3 of the DOMA, um, which ultimately, with a 5-4 to four decision, was ruled unconstitutional. So she changed a lot of things for a lot of people. And going to court is no minor thing. Like, we read about that a lot. And then they filed a lawsuit. Dude. Filing a lawsuit of any kind is the biggest pain in the ass. I personally could have filed sexual discrimination or sexual harassment charges more than once in my career, but like a lot of people, it's just daunting and expensive AF. Um, so anytime these people and these activists take this shit to court out of their own pocket, as an individual, it's impressive to me because it is it, it becomes your life for a while and it kind of sucks. Um, she was recognized by the National Computing Conference <laughs> as a pioneer in operating systems. I'm laughing because that's so nerdy. Um, <laughs> on Windsor's 70th birthday in 1999, the Edie, oh, she goes by Edie, Edie Windsor Fund for Old Lesbians. Now that is hilarious. <laughs> was um, gifted to Windsor by Spire and their friends. There's also a um, documentary that I thought was great. I think I think I watched it on um, Netflix. The Very Long Engagement. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, yeah. should look it up because I have not. <laughs> but it contains the full link in interview with Justice Harvey Brownstone whose name I really enjoy saying. Um, she got to be the Grand Marshal in the Pride Parade in 2013. 
she was runner up to Pope Francis for 2013 Time Person of the Year. Now that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, lots of honors. She was re- she received an honorary doctorate of humane letters from Johns Hopkins. There's just a lot of stuff here that she was recognized for. There's like a fucking table. There's a chart, you guys. Holy shit. Okay, here's a few of them, but I won't name the dates because it just gets a lot. Um, Trailblazer and Law Award, Roger Baldwin Medal of Liberty, New York City Council Award, Edie Windsor and Thea Spire Equity Award, Susan B. Anthony Award, Visionary Award, Trailblazer Award. Most of these are in New York. Um, Eugene Keough Award for Distinguished Public Service at New York University, Presidential Medal, Keeping Faith Award, Lifetime Leadership Award, Trailblazer of Democracy Award, Individual Leadership Award, Alumni Achievement Award, American Spirit Award for Citizen Activism, uh, the Imperial Diamond Award for Vision Support Activism. That's a weird name. I don't know what that means. Um, Ovation Award. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what am I reading? Uh, (laughs) Women's Rights Award and named by Equity Forum as one of their 31 icons of the 2015 LGBT History Month. And yet this is a woman that we've never fucking heard of, never learned about, even though she, I would say, almost single-handedly due to her filing the lawsuits, um, was able to get parts of the Defense of Marriage Act overturned and changed a lot of fucking lives. But, you know, who is she? She when she filed her lawsuit too, like I don't I mean, I don't know. Like I've I've only ever been in one lawsuit, you know, like and it was expensive yeah. as hell. So and a lawsuit that involved, I don't know how much of her three hundred and sixty three thousand was preserved. <laughs> unless right. part of unless part of the lawsuit was that they were also gonna pay her legal bills. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think she spent a lot of her later years dealing with that brain damage and you know probably didn't end up with a whole lot left over mm-hmm. so you know yeah. it's off to her for sure big big time and and you know it's people like her that we love to include in the show like who is that but what happened because of them like yeah right and um yeah i mean i feel every year that there's somebody that I have to stand up for that. I don't know really why it's an issue. Uh, last year it was, um, trans kids who want to run track. Uh, this right. year it's drag Queens. <laughs> like, why are we? Yeah. The most dangerous thing I think there is about drag Queens is some of the eyelashes they wear. I saw <laughs> a picture the other day of a drag queen looking fabulous, but these eyelashes were holy fucking shit. Like, I don't, wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to um, put someone I've else's never, Yeah, I don't know. Like, if a drag, like that Wanda Sykes meme that says, you know, if a drag queen goes to a library and beats the shit out of, kills, <laughs> you know, eight kids with a copy of To Kill a Mockingbird, then we can start yeah. focusing on them. But until then, I'm <laughs> focusing on the wrong things. Um. There, there's a drag queen that's in, in Denver. Uh, her name is uh, Shirley Delta Blow, <laughs> and she's <laughs> her and her wigs are like foam. If you look her up, her wigs are like foam. Oh my they're not God. hair. They're just like these really weird sculptures made out of foam, and they're really cool. That's funny. Um, 
Yes, I've never felt threatened by her. I don't feel particularly groomed by her, or I don't really know why she would be dangerous. Yet, I am put into a position where I have to, um, you know, stand up for her rights to wear a dress if she wishes. (laughs) To wear a foam headpiece. Yes. You You don't feel like you're being influenced to wear strange things on your hair? No, and I, nobody's, you know, drag queens never showed up at my door waving pamphlets about, you know, the merits of mascara or anything. So I don't know. They pretty mm-hmm. much, drag queens are some of those people that just, they leave you alone if you leave them alone. <laughs> you Imagine don't really know. They don't come to your house and, you know, for sure, watch a Tamoy Night performance or anything. So I don't right. really know what, what they do, but they just are. Because, you know, there's, I like to hear how that's going to help the recession, how it's going to help. The climate, inflation, help, literally anything, really. Right. Um, But yeah, it's apparently the number, it's the number one agenda for uh, 2024 and in Florida and in Texas right now. It's the number one thing on everybody's mind. How are we going to save the kids from these drag queens? Um, But guns... No. It's fine. It's not the guns. It's not the guns. It's the people. It's the people. Yeah. But let's not do anything about the people either because we don't care about mental health or health care no. or really people feeling decent about themselves at all. We don't care about that. But it's not the guns. <laughs> it's the drag queens. It's obviously the drag queens who are the root of every problem that we have. All of them. Drag queens, inflation, drag queens, recession, drag queens, loss of the dollar being used in overseas trade, drag queens, shortages of pancake makeup. Like, it's all the drag queens. Yes, yes. Anyway. So, yeah, thank God they're trying to save us from that threat. Yep, I feel so much safer when I drop my child off at school knowing that. (laughs) Do they have, I should ask my daughter... I wonder if they have a drag queen drill because they have active shooter drills. I wonder if they have a drag drill. <laughs> they should have a drag drill. Cover your eyes and don't yep. look. Anybody, you have to do like lip sync for your life or anything. Here's what you do. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Learn all the lyrics to YMCA. Oh. And Any Taylor Dane go. song. Taylor Dane. <laughs> oh my God. You cracked me up. Oh, uh, well, what did we cover everything? I think we did. Well, not everything, but. Oh, not everything. Cause this continues. Like I said, this was 14 years ago and I like to be able to not talk about it anymore, but here I am. No talking shit. About it because. Yeah. Because here we are. And also I do think it's, it's important for younger people to understand, like, gay people didn't just roll out of bed and propose to one another and then go, yay. Like it wasn't possible for, well, it's still not possible in some places. Like um, I have been watching on Netflix um, one of those dating reality shows. I think they had a straight version of it. The ultimatum where a couple comes on the show and then they have to break up for a period of weeks and have this pretend relationship or marriage with somebody else that they found attractive or whatever at the pool party and then um at the end of the show they get back together and see if they want to stay together if they want to break up it's called the ultimatum well they had i forget exactly the name but it's queer ultimatum so it was five 
lesbian couples of all sorts of varieties um, going through all that same stuff and, you know, proposing at the end and all that. Um, and interestingly, like gay relationships have all the same issues as straight relationships. <laughs> and, you know, at the end of it, some of them break up. Like it's just a relationship. They're j- it's, I don't understand what the big fucking deal is. But anyway, to get to this point where we're watching a show on Netflix about lesbians going through their relationship journey, a lot of people went through some ugly shit. And that's why Pride Month is a thing. And also, yes, the military does have its own month. It's in May for military, National Military Recognition Month or something. So I don't know why I'm saying that, because really the people who are protesting Pride Month are probably not listening to Bitch Story, but it just irritates me. God, I Or, I mean, I hope they are. Like, God bless you for trying to learn and do better. But mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, um, I don't know. I just, I, have you ever watched that show called We're Here? Mm, on, I don't uh, think so. It's on HBO and it's a, it's, it's a fun show. I mean, so there's basically three drag queens that go to small towns and try to find people who want to try drag. Hmm. Um, and sometimes it's like um, trans people. Sometimes it's just gay people. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. a woman who wants to feel more glamorous. Sometimes it's um, a, a, like a few times, like the ones that are like so, semi heartbreaking are like, it's a parent of a trans kid who want to try to understand, oh, yeah. you know, like what their kid's going through or whatever. And, um, you know, and, it, and so the show is fun, you know, I mean, it's like, Oh, we're going to do your hair. We're going to do your makeup. We're going to learn this dance routine, you know, but there it's like, it never fails to be just like, it turns serious because there's one person who is just, um, ugly about it. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. put it any other way. You know, it's like they're protesting threatening people not even just like you should do it but they'll show up with signs that with bullhorns with um you know at a a show that you're not being forced to watch it's like in Mm -hmm. a venue that you can go in and watch if you want to watch and you know and yeah so they go to some places uh that they're not very they're not treated very nicely the one what's the place that's uh like vegas for people with no teeth Oh, Branson. <laughs> what? Branson, oh. Missouri. <laughs> I was so. unaware. But that does sound like a city with a lot of buffets. It, it is a lot of buffets. Uh, but on the other hand, my grandma liked to go there because Andy Williams performed there. So my oh. grandma did go there once. Ha-cha-cha. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, without these struggles, um, we wouldn't have may he just be blessed is Jonathan Van Ness. That human being is the most amazing of the humans. First of all, we wouldn't have Queer Eye, which used to be Queer Eye for the straight guy, but it's Queer Eye for whoever now. Um, That show is complete joy. Um, I love all the guys, but Jonathan Van Ness is a spectacular, like, nymph of a person. Like, he's just... (laughs) a big ball of joy and yeah um and I know I've talked about this in the past when I volunteered for right out of college I 
wanted to do something besides college. I was so burned out on my fucking business degree. So I did the exact opposite and I volunteered for the AIDS foundation here in town. Um, made some lifelong friends along the way, lost a few friends. Um, at the time in 1995, 96, in that people were still dying of AIDS. Um, uh-huh. they, there are, I know women who have AIDS that they got from a blood transfusion. I know women who have AIDS who got it from a partner, but people aren't dying from AIDS anymore. Um, when I did hospice years after the AIDS foundation, I was like, put me with the AIDS patients. I'm into that shit. Um, she said, we don't have any. There's, they're not dying. They're living now because of the, you know, advances in medication. I'm sure you've seen the commercials, something, something for prep anyway. Right. Um, you know, I remember a time when my gay friends could not really be out. So it just wasn't that long ago and we're still fighting this fight. So anyway, yeah, this, this episode is a little heavy. And then next week we are, what are we doing next, next time? We are going to talk a little bit about the native American. Um, oh yeah. Tradition of recognizing two spirit people and LGBT citizens yeah. and then talk about some modern day badass bitches fighting for those rights so that'll be a fun episode this one was you know a little heavy um but uh we were trying to figure out which one to do for pride month and i said let's do both because we record twice so we're doing both so the next one will be um a lot more inspirational and fun i think (laughs) i hope so yes yes But I think that's about it for this very gay episode of Bitchery. Um, We hope this has made you feel a little gayer, a little smarter, and holy shit, I'm going to call you Lisa Gay, Esquire, slash Senator, (laughs) slash Doctor. You're probably a legitimate paralegal in some states based on your research that you did today. I think you've earned at least some college credits. So you're almost an attorney. Lisa, queer of letters. That's what I want to be. That's my title. Queer what? Queer of letters. You know how they have man of letters? I want to be queer of letters. <laughs> yeah, hit me up with those roller skating tips. I don't have much time, so. Yeah, better do that. <laughs> uh, tell them how they can email you to tell you how to roller skate better. <laughs> uh, follow us on Instagram, first of all, at bitchtree.pod and email us at heybitches at bitchtree.net. And may the odds be ever in your favor. And also. Gay. Gay. Gay, 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 gay. Gay. Those glowing reviews. Gay reviews. Gay reviews. reviews. (laughs) (laughs) And remember to always check the show notes for cool info and links. I do encourage you to read those dissenting notes if you think it was just about legal precedents and not about personal bullshit. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm, Legal stuff just lights my fire. Anyway, please follow my other bitchy podcasts, Bitch Flaining and Bitch Scopes, also available under House of Bleep. I am a broken record. Gay, 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 gay. Gay and some more gay. Yes. (laughs) And join us again next time for an enlightening and gay episode about badass women doing amazing things since forever. And remember, well-behaved women seldom make history. So go make bitch three, you gay bitches.
<laughs> Bye. Bye. We are here to raise our voice. Everyday Americans need a champion, and I want to be that champion. Women are making history every day. Bitch. 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 Say what? Bitch. 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 Hmm.